Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues acquired defenseman Nick Letty of the Detroit Red Wings for Oscar Sundquist, Jake Wallman, and a second round pick. An hour before the trade deadline came to a close, so we're going to be recapping that, recapping the entire weekend, the chaos of the entire trade deadline, and we're also going to be talking about what this team looks like moving forward. And that moving forward starts with Tuesday's game against the Washington Capitals. Don't go anywhere. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Thomas Welch. And like I said, I'm going to be taking you guys on an expedition through the trade deadline, what Doug Armstrong might be thinking, what the St. Louis Blues players might be thinking, what this team looks like without its engine. Oscar Sundquist, who has been a staple for this team's bottom six for so long, is no longer a member of the St. Louis Blues. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Bet Online because today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so let's pick it up on Friday, where we last left you guys. Ben Sherratt had been traded for a King's Ransom uh, first round pick a fourth-round pick, and a prospect. We had already heard that Doug Armstrong didn't want to do a first-round pick, so he was out of the running uh, and didn't even make it towards the end with that trade scenario. So then you move on to Hampus Lindholm. Sounds like a good fit for the Blues. Obviously need a big, burly, left-handed defenseman. And then we all watched on Saturday as the Boston Bruins gave up a first-round pick, two second-round picks, and two prospects to bring in Hampus Lindholm and extend him to an eight-year deal when he's 28 years old. And then it's reported that the Kraken won a first-round pick for Giordano. They don't get it, but they get two second-round picks from the Toronto Maple Leafs and a third-round pick. And then, of course, as all these defensemen go off the board, Chikrin's price skyrockets, and they want three first-round picks all of a sudden. So why do I bring all of this up? Well, the Blues still ended up getting a defenseman in Nick Letty, that makes their defensive core better. And it might not have been a sexy name like Lindholm or a sexy name like Sherratt or a sexy name like Chikrin like I really wanted. And like I feel like a lot of people wanted. Because at the end of the day, Nick Letty does not solve this team's defensive problems. He's a band-aid over it. At the end of the day, the acquisition of Nick Letty does not turn the St. Louis Blues into the Colorado Avalanche. And at the end of the day, Marc-Andre Fleury is now a member of the Minnesota Wild. But from Doug Armstrong's standpoint, if you're trying to keep this team competitive, and by competitive I mean playoff competitive for as long as possible, which he's done a very good job of, and you look at this market right now, it is absolutely, by all accounts, nowhere near a buyer's market. It's a seller's market. They're selling high on everything. So honestly, in Doug Armstrong's mind, he should probably just stay pat and do nothing and not even worry about running the risk of overpaying for someone. But that's not what he did, because he knows that this team needs help on the defensive side of the puck, and if he does absolutely nothing, it's just saying, hey, we know that this team isn't where we want it to be, but unfortunately there's nothing that we can do right now. No, he kept working deals, he kept talking to GMs, he made something happen that gives this team a chance to make it further. And not only that, but he disguised a move for the future 
by portraying it as a move for the present. Because we talked about it all deadline long that Doug Armstrong does not like to do rentals, right? And so maybe this is a try it or like a prove it deal to see how Nick Letty fits on this team. Or maybe there's, there is no idea or play uh, for Nick Letty on this team at all and you get him for the playoff run uh, and then his money comes off the books at the end of the season. And in doing so, so does Oscar Sundquist and so does Jake Wallman because you traded those guys out to get those guys off the books. And then you've got around $3 million of wiggle room when the offseason begins. Now, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of money, right? Right off the jump. But if you look at the Blues free agents coming up at the end of the season, there's some notable names on there. Nick Letty is at the top of the list now. Half of that is retained by Detroit. And there's a very real possibility that he won't be back next season with the St. Louis Blues. The next guy on that list is David Perron. David Perron's making $4 million this year. I would not be surprised if at the age of 34, he signs the last contract of his career to solidify his retirement in the city that he loves, St. Louis. Now, if that happens and you're maximizing the years on however long he wants to play, the average annual value is going to go down, which means he's most likely going to be making less than $4 million a year. So you could potentially save money there as well. Mackenzie McEachern is another UFA at 900000 There's a lot of guys that can fill that fourth line role if they need to. Tyler Bozak is a, another UFA that was making seven hundred fifty k, And with the injury that he's dealing with and being 36 years old, there's potential for the Blues to be moving on from him too. So that leaves Vili Huso as one of the last men standing. Was this trade for Nick Letty a thousand IQ play by Doug Armstrong to bring back Vili Huso? as a nasty goaltending tandem and a contingency plan for Jordan Bennington? Or is that cap space a step in the right direction to trying to get to the magic number 4.6 million in cap space that would allow the St. Louis Blues to bring on the contract of Jacob Chikrin in the offseason? A lot of different hypothetical scenarios that are at play here when you're talking about cap space, but in this next segment, We're going to be talking more about the players involved. But before we do, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I'm living on my own now. There's no time for breakfast, and it is so easy to eat unhealthy all of the time. And with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, everything. It's all encapsulated. If you're like me, you stay up as late as possible because that's the only time I get free time and you sleep in as late as possible because man needs his sleep. So if I'm waking up with 10 to 15 minutes to spare to get ready for work, there's not a whole lot of time to cook a seven course breakfast. With Athletic Greens, it's quick, it's easy, it costs you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. I have a bunch of buddies that take four to five different types of multivitamins every morning, and just, there's so much hassle involved, there's no need, so why not choose the one that encapsulates all of them? Your daily dose of energy and your daily dose of nutrients all in the same spot. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance don't go anywhere we'll be right back so what are you getting in nick letty well you're getting one of the premier transition defensemen in the league he's not going to go out there and score 20 goals a season like kale mccarr he's not going to go out there and block every shot and stifle high danger chances like jay bowmeister But what he is going to do is lead you on a jailbreak out of your defensive zone and into the neutral zone. And the Blues have been having a tough go at that lately. One of the things that has made the Blues offense so successful is their forechecking, right? And that forechecking exhausts teams. If you have to, if you keep the opponent's shots wide and like low danger areas and they throw it on net, right? And you get the rebound, you turn it over, next thing you know, the puck's going the other way and you just let up another chance on your goalie, right? You corral the puck again and then they win a board battle or a puck battle, get another chance and they just got three chances on your goaltender, three prime chances on your goaltender for the price of one. That is nightmare fuel for the defense, nightmare fuel for the goaltender and nightmare fuel for the coach all in one. So what Nick Letty is going to do for you is reduce the amount of times that that happens per game when he's on the ice. What he also does is moves Mikola off the top pairing and moves him into a position where I'd assume that that last left-handed defenseman pairing spot will be based off of matchups. So Mikola and Scandella will kind of be swapped in and out depending on who they're playing, depending on who's playing better. And I think that gives them a better chance to succeed. Mikola especially. There is no doubt that Mikola has played some fantastic games this season. He absolutely deserved to get some good looks on the first pairing next to Colton Pareko. And you gotta love the size that both of those guys bring too, right? But there are also some games where you just, you see how raw Mikula is still as an NHL player. Like the guy still has a lot to learn in the league. And I feel like it is a tall order for him to be constantly thrown out there on a top pairing while he's still trying to gain his footing in the league, gain his confidence as a player. I just feel like the Blues have asked too much of him this season. And maybe Nick Letty coming in, taking that top pairing spot, pushing Mikula down to the third pairing, and removing some of those responsibilities off of Mikula's shoulders. You know, maybe it'll let him breathe. Maybe it'll let him play a more comfortable game as opposed to one where he's terrified of making a single mistake in his 18 minutes of time on ice. I think I was along with everyone in the knee-jerk reaction to this trade being underwhelming when you're expecting names like Chikrin, names like Sherratt, names like Lindholm, all of those guys. But I think in hindsight and calming down now, looking back on the asking price for everyone in this trade deadline, this might be the best and possibly only trade that Doug Armstrong could have realistically facilitated with all of the parameters at play. Now, Obviously, everything comes with a price, right? And the price for Nick Letty was Oscar Sundquist, Jake Wallman, and a second round pick in 2023. So let's start with Oscar Sundquist because I feel like that's where 
a lot of people get lost with this trade or they lose favor with this trade, right? Sonny was obviously a fan favorite, favorite among the players. Dude brought the energy. He was the engine of that bottom six for the Stanley Cup run. He blocked shots. He won puck battles. He scored goals. He tallied assists. He laid the body. I'm not sure there was a single player on the St. Louis Blues that bought more into the culture and the system that they ran than Oscar Sundquist did. That being said, he's already had double hip surgery and he just came off a torn ACL. And this season, he does not look like the same player. So in that Stanley Cup run 2019 to 2020, in that season, Sonny scored 12 goals, 11 assists, so 23 points in 57 games. In the 69 games since then, he scored 8 goals and 16 assists. He's shooting at an 8% clip this season, which is 4 points below his previous 3 seasons. And he just doesn't look like the same player. And the two guys that we always talk about when we talk about that bottom six in the Stanley Cup run, and even the bottom six now, the two guys that run that mug are Ivan Barbashev and Oscar Sundquist. And at some point in time, you were going to have to make a choice between those two of who you're going to pay and who you're going to move forward with. And unfortunately for Oscar Sundquist, he got hurt. He's been banged up, tore his ACL, hasn't been 100% this season. And meanwhile, Ivan Barbashev is having a career year. It's nobody's fault. It sucks at the end of the day that it's a business. It sucks that Oscar Sundquist can't play for the St. Louis Blues the entirety of his career. And so obviously Jake Wallman was also included in this deal. Kind of a seventh defenseman, uh, was out of the lineup at times, was in the lineup at times, but never really found his footing as an everyday guy. Absolutely showed flashes of what he's capable of. Supreme skating ability, offensive defenseman, has a sneaky good shot. But with the way that the Blues are structured currently, didn't feel like there was a fit there, so Doug Armstrong moved him out. And in return, you get Luke Witkowski. Now, Luke spent most of his time in the AHL this season, but he does have one game played with the Detroit Red Wings and 132 games played in his NHL career. This guy's an absolute wrecking ball. He plays with an edge. Honestly, his tenacity reminds me a lot of Klimkos and hopefully uh, not the same penalties, though. And he's not afraid to drop the gloves, so... I think if there's a matchup where the Blues feel like they need a more physical presence as opposed to their uh, puck-moving possession-style defense that they're currently running, I would not be surprised to see him slotted in in matchups. But for the most part, I think that defense is long gone. I feel like for the longest time, this Blues team had the same style of play. And whether that was by design, whether that was due to their system, or whether that was just purely coincidence based off the personnel that they had, um, it doesn't feel like the same St. Louis Blues team anymore. It's not a team that relies on its defense to win games. It's a team that relies on its offense heavily to win games. It's still a team that relies on its possession, but it's not a team that relies on its physicality, especially on the defensive end of the puck. It's possession-based. It's keep-away. It's creating scoring opportunities. It's it's minimizing the scoring opportunity and countering quickly afterwards. I feel like on this podcast, we've mentioned numerous times about how this team could be completely different under the reign of Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo when those two become the centerpieces and the faces of this team. And while I still believe that's true, I don't think we accounted for the fact that this defense was already in the midst of changing before our very eyes. And that's not to say that the defense has been good because I still feel like the defense 
is a need and was a need. And that's why Doug Armstrong went out and did what he did. But I absolutely think that there's a world where we're quantifying the success of the St. Louis Blues current defense by the wrong metrics, if that makes sense. I don't think this Blues defense is designed or set up by design to keep the puck out of the back of the net, but I think it's set up by design to maximize the amount of pucks that are going in the opponent's nets. Getting pucks out of the defensive zone quickly, counterattacks, stretch passes, skating abilities, premier passing, and creating as many opportunities as possible. And I feel like that's where this defense excels. Now, obviously, you can't just go out there and outscore every opponent every single game. It's just unrealistic. But I do think that a defense like that complements a high-octane offense, which the Blues absolutely do very well. Now, it hasn't yet. There's still some kinks to work out, and I think uh, the full transition hasn't taken place yet. But when it does, I'll be excited to see uh, what this team looks like. That being said, I'm also excited to see the debut of Nick Letty in a blue sweater against the Washington Capitals. So that is coming up next. But before we get into that, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline, where the game starts. And while you're there, check out our friends over at Built Bar because they have these brand new bars called Puffs. And if you haven't tried them yet, you're missing out on one of the best tasting Built Bars that have ever existed. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. You heard that correctly. Protein-infused marshmallow. Sounds like me, honestly. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorites and your go-to for every meal of the day. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that includes Puffs. That is 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are so much better and better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to three hundred calories. And most built bars only contain 130. So go to built.com and scroll down the macros chart. You'll be blown away. Like I said, high protein, low calorie, high fiber, and low carb. They've got great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond and new for this month white chocolate cookies and cream they're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time if they think a flavor might be good they'll make it it will be delicious and it will be good for you so go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com alexander ovechkin on a historical season that is seeing him climb the ladder for most goals scored all time. It'll be a tall task to stifle him, but it'll be interesting to see how this new look Blues defense that includes Nick Letty goes about doing so. 
And so if you haven't guessed already, my locked on player for the Blues game against the Washington Capitals is going to be Nick Letty in his first game with the St. Louis Blues. I want to see what kind of impact he has on this team. And obviously the Blues struggled with their transition game. Well, it feels like all season long. Can he fix that problem entirely? Can he fix the top pairing of the St. Louis Blues or lack thereof? Can his playoff experience and veteran presence will this team back to a Stanley Cup final? I think the level impact that Nick Letty has on this defense can tell us a lot about where this defense needs to go, what else it needs to improve on, how it needs to be sculpted, and what will ultimately lead to its success once again. Now, I know there's a lot of questions posed, a lot of theories posed, a lot of hypotheticals posed, but I'm excited to see what the rest of this season has in store for us and if any of those questions will be answered. But one question I do have the answer for is how much time is left on this podcast. The answer to that is none. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to. And subscribe to us on YouTube as well. We love posting comments on there and interacting with you guys. It's a great place to engage with our listeners. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at twelcher15 you can follow josh on twitter at josh hyman nhl but like i said thank you guys so much for listening and as always let's go blues